राजकुमार है वेलकम टू द लिविंग द ड्रीम शो विद केविन वाइट दिस इज द पॉडकास्ट वेर वी पार्टनर इन गॉड्स ड्रीम ऑफ एवरी नेशन ट्राइब एंड टंग वर्शिपिंग जीजस इन हेवन and it being on earth today as it already is in heaven on friday june 4 kevin will be sharing a powerful message from god's word entitled god's way of others first i hope you'll join us for this international live broadcast from the usa via zoom youtube or facebook at 10 am eastern time on friday june 4 details at kevinwhite.us we'll see you there Okay now here's Kevin with today's show Hello this is Kevin and I want to welcome you along with Raj Kumar to the Live in the Dream show Thank you for being in the audience I welcome everyone from the USA India Philippines Iran Spain South Africa Germany Russia Finland the list just goes on and on and on Canada France Egypt Australia Uganda Saudi Arabia, even Afghanistan. It's unbelievable. 115 different countries and if you're listening, you are an incredible hero of ours and we appreciate you being a part of the show today. You're not going to be disappointed. Last week I began sharing with you a book from former president George W. Bush and he shares his brand new book entitled From Many One. and it is on immigration he has painted these beautiful portraits of immigrants that were very impactful in his own life and today i want to share with you two more video excerpts that he has recently given and i want you to just listen to today's phrase as he talks about that we are all god's children and that every life is precious That's something we've been championing here on Living the Dream. It didn't start with former President George W. Bush. It actually started with Almighty God, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. And so we have been championing that we want on earth as it is in heaven. Revelation seven nine through twelve teaches us. this dream that every nation tribe and tongues going to be represented in heaven and so we desire for that equality for that acceptance for that love as it is shown in heaven today to be actually on earth today we we are living the dream believing that it's possible because the gospel makes it possible for you and I so i want you to just appreciate how almighty god is allowing a former president of the united states to have a platform right now of saying we are all god's children and every life is precious if you're watching on youtube watch these videos and if you're listening on audio you can hear the audio but Welcome to Live in the Dream and I'm going to show you these two video clips now from former president George W Bush. Former president George W Bush has found a most colorful way to spend his retirement. As CBS Evening News anchor Nora O'Donnell learned during a visit just a few days ago. Well, this is just about heaven out here. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's yeah. uh You know, we got unbelievably interesting views and beautiful trees. Some of these have been out here 200 years. Oh my goodness. 
Springtime in central Texas doesn't get any better than this. The bluebonnets are in bloom across the 1,600 acres of Prairie Chapel Ranch, south of Dallas. Yeah, I've prepared a special lunch. A retreat for former President and First Lady George W. and Laura Bush, where they once entertained world leaders. And though Mr. Bush has stepped back from the world stage... How do I look now? His trademark Better. strut and salty humor are as strong as ever. Look like these interviews okay, I used to do, and they call in from New York. Ask the son of a about <laughs> when he stopped. Taping you. Yeah. Oh. The former president gave us a tour of his tree farm. You're in the tree farming business? Yeah, baby, we're selling trees. And while Mr. Bush did take out one of our cameras, he has a valid excuse. You know what's interesting? I have not driven a car on a road since 1993. <laughs> wow. Before you were born. Uh, right, Come on in. And, and I see Studio 43. That's it. Well, I can smell the paint, yeah. Oh, yeah. The occasion for our visit is the release of a new book of his oil paintings, Out of Many, One, Portraits of America's Immigrants. Welcome to my studio. Wow. It's, a, it's a wonderful place to paint, and it's a wonderful place to hang out. His subjects range from the famous to the not-so-famous. They are all equally celebrated by this 74-year-old commander-in-chief turned artist. When your husband started painting, what did you think? I was shocked. Really? He hadn't even ever looked at art. I mean, we lived with a major American collection at the White House. <laughs> and, he, and, when, and he expressed no interest then? No, he was not at all interested. <laughs> what led you to painting? You know, in retrospect, it was uh, longing for learning. The presidency is a great learning experience. And then all of a sudden, you're not president. And by chance, I read Winston Churchill's essay, Painting as a Pastime. And it got me thinking about painting. And in essence, I said, if that old boy can paint, I can paint. <laughs> and so I started. The paintings themselves are much more than art. They are a timely message to Washington. Do you want to be involved in the immigration yeah, discussion? Yeah, in a way, in a way. I don't want to be prescriptive. I don't want to you know, tell Congress how to do this or that. I do want to say to Congress, please put aside all the harsh rhetoric about immigration. Please put aside trying to score political points on either side. I hope I can help set a tone that is more respectful about the immigrant, which may lead to reform of the system. You gave an Oval Office address on immigration. I did. These are not contradictory goals. America can be a lawful society and a welcoming society at the same time. It's been 15 years. I know it. Still, nothing's been done. No, a lot of executive orders, but all that means is that Congress isn't doing its job. Is it one of the biggest disappointments of your presidency? Not yes, me. it really is. I campaigned on immigration reform. I made it abundantly clear to the voters this is something I intended to do. Despite bipartisan backing, reform failed during Mr. Bush's tenure. Years later, Donald Trump made anti-immigrant rhetoric a centerpiece of his campaign. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. The problem with the immigration debate is that one can create a lot of fear. You know, they're coming after you. But it's a nation that is willing to accept the refugee or the harmed or the frightened. Uh, to me, is a great nation, and uh, we are a great nation. 
the former president supports a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants if they pass a background check and pay back taxes. And if that were the proposal by President Biden, would you lobby your own party to support that? Well, I am right now. Um, I don't know whether my own party listens to me or not is another question. Though he has refrained from criticizing his successors, he told us there's a clear difference between him and former President Donald Trump. I feel a responsibility to uphold the dignity of the office. I did then and I do now. And I think it's undignified to want to see my name in print all the time. I think it basically sends a signal that I miss being famous. And, uh, you know, I want people to see me, listen to me, and, uh, uh, and I don't, I really don't. So you feel humbled by the office? Totally. Way. To me, humility shows a, uh, an understanding of self, it shows a belief in a higher power, uh, it's uh, necessary to be an effective leader, and we were short of humility the last four years. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Bush left office in 2009 with approval ratings as poor as the state of the economy at the time. Yet the Trump presidency has inspired a fresh appraisal of the Bush years, something actor Will Ferrell poked fun at in a TBS comedy special. How do you like me now, huh? <laughs> the real George W. Bush has made headlines with friendships that cross party lines. Case in point, the 2016 opening of the National Museum of African American History and Culture. There was that moment, of course, <laughs> where you and Mrs. Obama hugged. A big hug, yeah. I think the one that b became more famous is when I gave her the uh, Altoid <laughs> during, <laughs> during McCain's funeral. Yes. And it shocked me. Uh, we got in the car and I think Barbara Jenna said, hey, you're trending. And the, the American people were so surprised that mm -hmm. Michelle Obama and I friendship. could be yeah. friends. I think it's a problem that Americans are so polarized in their thinking that they can't imagine uh, a George W. Bush and a Michelle Obama being friends. Mr. Bush's position on immigration does set him apart from his party's most strident voices. And while he no longer has the bully pulpit of the presidency, he hopes his paintings will speak louder than words. The portraits that you have done are beautiful. Thank you. But how does it change policy? Uh, it doesn't, but it's a, it's a part of hopefully creating a better understanding about uh, the role of immigrants in our society. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is just a small voice in what I hope is a chorus of people saying, uh, let's see if we can't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Raj Kumar. Kevin will be right back. I invite you to visit KevinWhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's book, Audacious Generosity, is an international bestseller. Audacious Generosity is available in paperback, handbook, ebook, and audiobook at KevinWhite.us. And worldwide everywhere books are sold. A serial entrepreneur. Kevin has helped start hundreds of businesses, non-profits and churches. Kevin loves to help people prosper from God's guidance and provisions. As founder or executive director 
of Global Hope India. Kevin has traveled over 1 million miles to 27 different countries, speaking to thousands of audiences throughout India and the world. Schedule Kevin today at kevinwhite.us. Make sure to visit globalhopeindia.org and join thousands of people who pray, give and go. Global Hope India has over 20 years of missions experience in India. Now everyone can go to India virtually on one of GHI's virtual mission teams. Over 1 billion people in India have never held a Bible. Most people in India lack access to even know about Jesus. Join Global Hope India in changing that. Go to globalhopeindia.org today to pray, give, go. Okay, now back to the show. With no further ado, let's bring on the My dad. president of the United States, your dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, baby. <laughs> One, two. This is this is pretty cool. Pretty cool. You I know, mean, the, I told yeah. the, I told the. Uh, our new citizens who are sitting here, that yeah. I want to make sure they knew that this was my daughter Jenna, but I forgot to tell them that when she was a teenager. <laughs> Dad, a teenager what? So I have slight to, pain. I had to stop a it. Pain. I had to stop it. Did you? Uh, did you ever imagine? I mean, I got to say, I'm super proud of your girl. Yeah. I, I can't believe what she's done uh, on the show. And did you ever imagine that this would be where she would be at this moment in her life? You know, Hoda, there's a lot of things I never imagined. <laughs> I never imagined she would be a star, and I, we're very proud of her and love her. I never imagined I'd be president. <laughs> so there's that. Neither did Mom. <laughs> you know, it's so it's so much fun to have you here, Dad, because this is something that I've seen you work on. Yeah. I've seen you talk about it when you were the governor of Texas, although we probably didn't talk about it that much. And it's yeah. so funny because, Hoda, people think because I was born to, to a politician, yeah. that he didn't want me to have my own views. Right. And really, and probably why he says we were a pain, is that yeah. we sat around our kitchen table talking about things. And I think now that we're both parents, we see how brave it is to raise kids to be curious and independent. And you did that for Barbara and me. Well, thank you. Uh, you can look at it as brave, or you can look at it as total surrender. <laughs> But we're very, yeah, Mom and I are very proud of your independent views. You take time to understand issues, and uh, you're not afraid to speak your mind. Does and Jenna call up these days and inform you of her opinions on certain things? No, thank no. you. No, she doesn't do that? No, she got her hands full. Yeah, she's... Being a, she's a great mother. Yeah. And she tells me you are as well. And she's got her priorities straight. Yeah. And uh, raising those little kids uh, is a top priority to her. And yeah. uh, they're beautiful children. Well, they are, and you're a, you're a heck of a grandpa. We want to talk about that. This book, though, is so moving, and I can't help but think, like, when this book was coming out, it was so welcome because I feel like everything is red hot when it comes to immigration. Yeah. The rhetoric repulses me when I hear it. Yeah. I can't take it. And I was just thinking, like, how is the temperature going to get turned down? How are we going to realize that these are the stories we should be looking at? Well, first of all... Uh... You know, not everybody is nativist. Yeah. And a lot of Republicans uh, don't agree with the rhetoric yeah. on immigration. There, it, 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 there, there's a handful of people, I don't know how many, but there's a, a group of people who are loud. But there's a lot of quiet people out there who understand what I know, and that is we're all God's children. Mm -hmm. 
and every life is precious, and people need to be treated with respect. And that's why uh, I put the book out there. Uh, you know, there, uh, elections have consequences, and I, I really think a lot of the uh, last election, I suspect the next election will be a lot of people saying, I'm tired of the, the bitterness and the ugliness. I, I expect better from our elected officials. And this is a way to call people to account and say, look, fix the system. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, you know, it, and the headlines are filled with Asian Americans who are scared yeah. out of their home. Irritates me. Yeah. I mean, so Tear Suzuki and there's a special, special person. They're all special. Mm -hmm. But she said, you know, finally I'm seen. She saw her portrait and said, finally I'm seen. Finally I'm seen. Wow. Beautiful statement. Oh. And then she said, you know, I'm not letting my parents, she's from Cambodia, I'm not letting my parents go out because I'm worried about mm. anti-Asian bigotry. And it really surprised me in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, and then it irritated the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of us as Americans have to work hard to be respectful of people and understand that we're all American and each of us have got a, a culture and tradition that, uh, that we honor. You know, I was watching you with former President Obama and former President Clinton, and y'all talked about vaccines, and I thought, this is, a, this is a really powerful group, very viable former presidents together, you know, kind of blowing the horn for vaccines. And then I got to thinking, I wonder if that group would get together on immigration, on an issue like that. Is that anything you've ever discussed with them, or would you be no. interested? Yeah, kind of, but I'm, yeah. I, I, they're not painters. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they could be. What you've pr proven is that anybody can do anything. I pro my, I've proven that you can teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Dad, and, uh, listen, I know you're not at all interested in polling, even though Barbara and I sometimes would go and be like, Dad, did you see this poll? Yeah. And there was a CBS poll. CBS, it's not this network. Not our case. poll. Yeah. Not the family? Not the part of the NBC family yeah. that came out when you were leaving office. And I don't want to tell you what the number is, but... You may, it wasn't good. Now, 21 percent. Okay. It was 21. Oh, no, but now, it was 22. But now, you got 22, 22. 22. But now it's 61. Hoda and I don't have a question, but don't Will Ferrell does. Will, Will Ferrell does. has a comment. Will How do you like me now? Huh? <laughs> How do you like me now? That was uh, Will Ferrell's comment. History's been super kind. You know, you, here's yeah. the thing. Uh, if you've been president for eight years, the American people get to the point they say, surely we can do better than this fool. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, uh, life gets in perspective. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I left office, we were in the middle of a serious economic yeah. downturn. Yeah. You know, if I, wasn't, uh, if I wasn't so subjective about it, I wouldn't have liked me either. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what know? about we, we like you? Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, I, there's making headlines down in Texas, Dad. I read that. Matthew, yeah. He's Running a, for governor? And he's, he's actually ahead of Governor Abbott in the polls in this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do you, you think? Yeah, I didn't his... believe the 21% either. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think his chances are, or are you interested in I that? have no idea. Yeah. i just tell you this. It's tough business. Yeah, it is a tough business. It is a tough business. And, and that's okay. I mean, but the, the question is, uh, are we able to set aside our partisan differences yeah. and solve problems? Yeah. I mean, politics has always been tough, but it's, uh, I mean, Abraham Lincoln, I mean, yeah. he, he, he was, uh, they really treated him badly. He's one of the greatest president. And uh, are you, are you hopeful? I mean, when you look, cause like you said, the loudest voices suck up all the oxygen and sometimes take up all the room, but are you hopeful? Yeah, but they only got one vote, one vote. You know, a loud voice has got one vote. The quiet voices 
have got a vote too. And there's a lot more quiet voices than there are loud voices. And so yeah, I'm very hopeful. I think democracy is self-healing. Mm. And uh, I can't, you know, I can't give you who the candidates are going to be or this, that, yeah. and the other. But I'm very hopeful of our country because on one of the worst days in our nation's history, uh, January 6th, the institutions held. Mm. They yeah. held. They held firm. And, uh, you know, in, in, in spite of how horrific that was, yeah. it was a beautiful thing to know that the legislature met, that the courts are meeting, and uh, that ought to give people confidence and hope. Well. And what about sitting here? This is our first time to be out on this yeah. plaza that's usually filled with people. It's mm -hmm. it's like a cast member of our show yeah. to see these Americans getting sworn in yeah. today must give you hope. Too. It's awesome, isn't it? I mean, it's really awesome. These people went through a lot of, uh, spent a lot of time, some hardship, uh, a lot of difficulty. It's an expensive, complicated mm -hmm. process. They played by the rules and they're now citizens. Mm. And they have no, they have no different standing from me. We're both equal, and uh, we're all equal, and that's the beauty of America. Nobody's better than anybody else when it comes to citizenship. Yeah, I got calls from friends, and they were talking to their parents, and they were remembering their day, their swearing-in day, watching this moment, and it brought back that whole rush of emotions. Like I remember my day like it was yesterday. Yeah. And, what, and what about your what about your parents? I mean, I feel so lucky that my parents took that chance and came here. Yeah. My dad was saying like you could have a doctorate degree in Egypt and sit at a desk with no phone. But here, anything's possible. Since, since yeah. we were kids, he was like, you can do it. <laughs> I go, I want to be a basketball star. Of course you can. <laughs> it's just the fact that it was possible. So you just heard two video clips from former President George W. Bush as he declares we are all God's children. Every life is precious. And we here on Living the Dream Show say a resounding amen. Yes, Lord Jesus, let it be so here on earth as it is in heaven. I can't wait until next week's show. We have an incredible guest lined up and I will see you next Tuesday. Until then, continue to live the dream. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to the Living the Dream show with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Kevin White International Incorporated. All rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of how this story ends from Revelation 7 is to 9, 12 with every nation, tribe and tongue worshipping Jesus in heaven. Remembering to let it be on earth as it already is in heaven as the gift of God's presence through Jesus Christ is accessible to everyone.